Section 7 of The Celtic Twilight. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Celtic Twilight by William Butler Yeats. Dust hath closed Helen's eye. 1. I have been lately to a little group of houses, not many enough to be called a village, in the barony of Kiltartan in County Galway, whose name, Ballylee, is known throughout all the west of Ireland. There is the old square castle, Ballylee, inhabited by a farmer and his wife, and a cottage where their daughter and their son-in-law live, and a little mill with an old miller, and old ash-trees throwing green shadows upon a little river and great stepping-stones. I went there two or three times last year to talk to the miller about Biddy Early, a wise woman that lived in Clare some years ago, and about her saying, "'There is a cure for all evil between the two mill-wheels of Ballylee,' and to find out from him or another whether she meant the moss between the running waters or some other herb. I have been there this summer, and I shall be there again before it is autumn.' because mary hines a beautiful woman whose name is still a wonder by turf fires died there sixty years ago for our feet would linger where beauty has lived its life of sorrow to make us understand that it is not of the world an old man brought me a little way from the mill and the castle and down a long narrow boreen that was nearly lost in brambles and slow bushes and he said that is the little old foundation of the house but the most of it is taken for building walls and the goats have ate those bushes that are growing over till they've got cranky and they won't grow any more they say she was the handsomest girl in ireland her skin was like dribbled snow he meant driven snow perhaps and she had blushes in her cheeks she had five handsome brothers but all are gone now I talked to him about a poem in Irish, Rafferty, a famous poet, made about her, and how it said, There is a strong cellar in Ballylee. He said the strong cellar was the great hole where the river sank underground, and he brought me to a deep pool, where an otter hurried away under a grey boulder, and told me that many fish came up out of the dark water at early morning, to taste the fresh water coming down from the hills. I first heard of the poem from an old woman who lives about two miles further up the river, and who remembers Rafferty and Mary Hines. She says, "'I never saw anybody so handsome as she was, and I never will till I die,' and that he was nearly blind, and had no way of living but to go round and to mark some house to go to, and then all the neighbours would gather to hear. If you treated him well, he'd praise you, but if you did not, he'd fault you in Irish.' he was the greatest poet in ireland and he'd make a song about that bush if he chanced to stand under it there was a bush he stood under from the rain and he made verses praising it and then when the water came through he made verses dispraising it she sang the poem to a friend and to myself in irish and every word was audible and expressive as the words in a song were always as i think before music grew too proud to be the garment of words flowing and changing with the flowing and changing of their energies the poem is not as natural as the best irish poetry of the last century for the thoughts are arranged in a too obviously traditional form 
so the old poor half-blind man who made it has to speak as if he were a rich farmer offering the best of everything to the woman he loves but it has naive and tender phrases the friend that was with me has made some of the translation but some of it has been made by the country people themselves i think it has more of the simplicity of the irish verses than one finds in most translations going to mass by the will of god the day came wet and the wind rose i met mary hines at the cross of kiltartan and i fell in love with her then and there i spoke to her kind and mannerly as by report was her own way and she said rafferty my mind is easy you may come to-day to ballylee when i heard her offer i did not linger when her talk went to my heart my heart rose we had only to go across the three fields we had daylight with us to ballylee the table was laid with glasses and a quart measure she had fair hair and she sitting beside me and she said drink rafferty and a hundred welcomes there is a strong cellar in ballylee o star of light and o sun in harvest o amber hair o my share of the world will you come with me upon sunday till we agree together before all the people i would not grudge you a song every sunday evening punch on the table or wine if you would drink it but o oh, king of glory dry the roads before me till i find the way to ballylee there is sweet air on the side of the hill when you are looking down upon ballylee when you are walking in the valley picking nuts and blackberries there is music of the birds in it and music of the she what is the worth of greatness till you have the light of the flower of the branch that is by your side there is no god to deny it or to try and hide it she is the sun in the heavens who wounded my heart there was no part of ireland i did not travel from the rivers to the tops of the mountains to the edge of the low green whose mouth is hidden and i saw no beauty but was behind hers her hair was shining and her brows were shining too her face was like herself her mouth pleasant and sweet she is the pride and i give her the branch she is the shining flower of ballylee it is mary hind the calm and easy woman has beauty in her mind and in her face if a hundred clerks were gathered together they could not write down a half of her ways an old weaver whose son is supposed to go away among the she the fairies at night says mary hines was the most beautiful thing ever made my mother used to tell me about her for she'd be at every hurling and wherever she was she was dressed in white as many as eleven men asked her in marriage in one day but she wouldn't have any of them there was a lot of men up beyond kilbacanti one night sitting together drinking and talking of her and one of them got up and set out to go to ballylee and see her but cloon bog was open then and when he came to it he fell into the water and they found him dead there in the morning she died of the fever that was before the famine another old man says he was only a child when he saw her but he remembered that the strongest man that was among us one john madden got his death of the head of her cold he got crossing rivers in the night-time to get to ballylee this is perhaps the man the other remembered for tradition gives the one thing many shapes 
there is an old woman who remembers her at derry brine among the ector hills a vast desolate place which has changed little since the old poem said the stag upon the cold summit of ector hears the cries of the wolves but still mindful of many poems and of the dignity of ancient speech she says the sun and the moon never shone on anybody so handsome and her skin was so white that it looked blue and she had two little blushes on her cheeks and an old wrinkled woman who lives close by ballylee and has told me many tales of the she says often i saw mary hines she was handsome indeed she had two bunches of curls beside her cheeks and they were the colour of silver i saw mary molloy that was drowned in the river beyond and mary guthrie that was in ardrahan but she took the sway of them both a very comely creature i was at her wake too she had seen too much of the world she was a kind creature one day i was coming home through that field beyond and i was tired and who should come out but the poison gagel the shining flower and she gave me a glass of new milk this old woman meant no more than some beautiful bright colour by the colour of silver for though i knew an old man he is dead now who thought she might know the cure for all the evils in the world that the she knew she has seen too little gold to know its colour but a man by the shore at kinvara who is too young to remember mary hines says everybody says that there is no one at all to be seen now so handsome it is said that she had beautiful hair the colour of gold she was poor but her clothes every day were the same as sunday she had such neatness and if she went to any kind of a meeting they would all be killing one another for a sight of her and there was a great many in love with her but she died young it is said that no one that has a song made about them will ever live long those who are much admired are it is held taken by the she who can use ungoverned feelings for their own ends so that a father as an old herb doctor told me once may give his child into their hands or a husband his wife the admired and desired are only safe if one says god bless them when one's eye are upon them the old woman that sang the song thinks too that mary hines was taken as the phrase is for they have taken many that are not handsome and why would they not take her and people came from all parts to look at her and maybe there were some that did not say god bless her an old man who lives by the sea at Duras has as little doubt that she was taken for there are some living yet can remember her coming to the pattern there beyond and she was said to be the handsomest girl in ireland she died young because the gods love her for the she are gods and it may be that the old saying which we forget to understand literally meant her manner of death in old times these poor countrymen and countrywomen in their beliefs and in their emotions are many years nearer to that old greek world that set beauty beside the fountain of things than are our men of learning she had seen too much of the world but these old men and women when they tell of her blame another and not her and though they can be hard they grow gentle as the old men of troy grew gentle when helen passed by on the walls the poet who helped her to so much fame has himself a great fame throughout the west of ireland some think that rafferty was half blind and say i saw rafferty a dark man but he had sight enough to see her or the like but some think he was wholly blind as he may have been at the end of his life 
fable makes all things perfect in their kind and her blind people must never look on the world and the sun i asked a man i met one day when i was looking for a pool namnashi where women of fairy have been seen how rafferty could have admired mary haynes so much if he had been altogether blind he said i think rafferty was altogether blind but those that are blind have a way of seeing things and have the power to know more and to feel more and to do more and to guess more than those that have their sight and a certain wit and a certain wisdom is given to them everybody indeed will tell you that he was very wise for was he not only blind but a poet the weaver whose words about mary hines i have already given says his poetry was the gift of the almighty for there are three things that are the gift of the almighty poetry and dancing and principles that is why in the old times an ignorant man coming down from the hillside would be better behaved and have better learning than a man with education you'd meet now for they got it from god and a man at cool says when he put his finger to one part of his head everything would come to him as if it was written in a book and an old pensioner at kiltartan says he was standing under a bush one time and he talked to it and it answered him back in irish some say it was the bush that spoke but it must have been an enchanted voice in it and it gave him the knowledge of all the things of the world the bush withered up afterwards and it is to be seen on the roadside now between this and Rysin. There is a poem of his about a bush which I have never seen, and it may have come out of the cauldron of fable in this shape. A friend of mine met a man once who had been with him when he died, but the people say that he died alone, and one Mortin Gillane told Dr. Hyde that all night long a light was seen streaming up to heaven from the roof of the house where he lay, and that it was the angels who were with him. And all night long there was a great light in the hovel and that it was the angels who were waking him they gave that honour to him because he was so good a poet and sang such religious songs it may be that in a few years fable who changes mortalities to immortalities in her cauldron will have changed mary hines and rafferty to perfect symbols of the sorrow of beauty and the magnificence and penury of dreams nineteen hundred two when i was in a northern town a while ago i had a long talk with a man who had lived in a neighbouring county district when he was a boy he told me that when a very beautiful girl was born in a family that had not been noted for good looks her beauty was thought to have come from the she and to bring misfortune with it he went over the names of several beautiful girls that he had known and said that beauty had never brought happiness to anybody it was a thing he said to be proud of and afraid of i wish i had written out his words at the time for they were more picturesque than my memory of them nineteen o two end of dust hath closed helen's eye